0: If you find yourself constantly disappointed because you aren't accomplishing your goals in the timeline you anticipated, please understand that this is normal. Your timeline was probably unrealistic. And even if your timeline wasn't arguably unrealistic because you've seen many of your peers already do what you aim to do, remember that timelines are fake. Everyone's timeline is different. You can honor the disappointment because you are human. But my hope for you is that the disappointment is rare and fleeting. Hey everyone, this is Ashley Menzies Babatunde, your host and resident storyteller, and welcome to another episode of No Straight Path, the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. No Straight Path is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. We are digging into the human stories behind success, and my hope, as always, is that you leave the conversation inspired, motivated, and excited about your journey. All right, friends, I hope you are enjoying your summer. Today, we have a solo episode where we will explore our relationship with achievement. But before we get to today's topic, I have a few things to share. First off, I want to let all of my fellow podcasters and marketing slash media friends know that I will be speaking at Podcast Movement in Denver, Colorado yes, I'm doing a live podcast and moderating a panel on podcast community growth. So I just can't wait. And I've actually never been to Denver. So excited to see the mountains and just also excited to connect and learn and grow. So if you are going to be a podcast movement, please reach out. I'd love to connect. I always leave these events feeling just so good about my journey and so inspired. So please reach out. And the other update is that it's the summer and it's vacation time. People People are taking time to go outside and just connect with friends and family, and I'm so here for it. So I also plan to fully participate in the summer vacation activities. <laughs> so with that said, we are actually going to take a little summer break and resume episodes this fall, starting on September 6. So if you're in need of some no straight path content for the rest of August, I've included a list in the show notes with links to the episodes based on the content category. Happy listening. All right, today I want to share five tips on how to develop a healthy relationship with achievement. So let's get to it. So if you're listening to this podcast, you probably care about success. You care about achieving your version of success and you care about reaching your goals You care about it enough to take time out of your busy schedule to listen to stories of other inspiring humans who are achieving their versions of success. So first off, I appreciate you and I'm happy that you're here and we are in the same boat. But you might struggle with overachieving. And society, for much of our millennial lives, celebrates this. It rewards overachievers. Capitalism rewards type A folks who can put their head down, do the work, be resilient, and just grind it out. And I'll admit that a strong work ethic and resilience are great attributes to have. Many of the guests on the show talk about their overachieving childhoods. It helped get them to where they are today. And I certainly identify with this. As many of you know, I have been a determined overachiever since I was born. I remember crying when I colored outside of the lines during coloring time at the age of five, and my cousin Erica would color outside of the lines as well and just move to the next activity, just completely unbothered. And Meanwhile, I was just so upset, having a whole meltdown. I still envy her ability to just relax, and it's actually pretty reflective of our parents personalities. So quick background, our dads are brothers and my dad is just intense. He's worked a lot throughout his life. He likes working. Her dad is the opposite. No shade to my uncle Eric. He still works, but just not like my father. <laughs> and I find myself connecting the dots between my childhood and how I show up in the world today. And as you know, that's one of my favorite questions to ask guests. In fact, this dichotomy in our personalities showed up again recently. So I was staying with my cousin Erica and her husband a few months ago, and her husband pointed out that I hadn't moved away from my computer for six hours. I was working intensely on a project that I couldn't step away from until it was excellent. And he suggested that I take a break. And they both looked at me like I was odd, like I was a little strange. And then I thought, okay, wait, this isn't normal. I appreciated the feedback and I took a break, which was actually very helpful. But that moment helped me realize that I've normalized this style of working. It's how my husband and I work all of the time. We're lawyers. It's the way we often have to work. And although I don't think I'll ever completely change my style of working, I realize that I've come a very long way. A perpetual struggle in my life has been figuring out how to effectively navigate the tension between honoring my work and honoring my life outside of work. Some days it's easier than others, but I am proud to say that I've developed a healthy relationship with achievement, and it's really changed my life. I have more inner peace, more joy, and just more excitement about my journey. And I do want to note that anytime I do these solo episodes where I share my tips, my hope is that you use this information as a data point for your own No Straight Path journey. There's no one-size-fits-all blueprint, but I think that practical advice and storytelling is helpful, so I'm going to share mine. Okay, so how to have a healthier relationship with achievement. Number one, I pursued work I felt intrinsically motivated to do. First off let me define extrinsic and intrinsic motivation so extrinsic motivation is a motivation that is driven by external rewards. These can be tangible such as money or grades or intangible such as praise or fame. An intrinsic motivation is defined as the motivation to engage in a behavior because of inherent satisfaction of the activity rather than the desire for a reward or specific outcome. So I will actually link those specific definitions in the show notes, but just wanted to set the framework. And for much of my life, I achieved goals based on extrinsic motivation, extrinsic factors. I was extrinsically motivated to perform, win, and succeed. But the success often left me feeling empty. I ran track because I was competitive and fast. I liked winning awards, but I never truly loved the sport. And I liked aspects of it. I loved being on a team. I learned a lot, became very disciplined. I certainly don't have any regrets. But when I talked to other athletes who just love their sport, it was different. They embraced the hard parts, they wanted to go the extra mile. No pun intended. I did not understand this approach until I started to set goals that I was intrinsically motivated to achieve. The podcast, storytelling, career coaching, leadership work at my firm. There's a different spark here, and it takes time to find that spark. You have to test and try things. Most of us start off extrinsically motivated to do work because we're socialized this way. We go to school, we take exams, we get graded on our performance. We have to be extrinsically motivated to survive. We need to keep doing our jobs and provide for ourselves and our families. It helps us follow laws, policies, and procedures aimed at keeping us all safe and functioning as a society. I mean, it helps me get through my tougher workouts. There are certainly benefits to extrinsic motivation, and it'll always be part of our lives. But although many of us will have jobs that we are extrinsically motivated to do, it doesn't mean we can't pursue work that we are intrinsically motivated to do. And I just love to remind people that most things are not mutually exclusive. When you find the things that you're intrinsically motivated to do, and you incorporate these things into your life, these goals, you can really step into your gifts, really hone your talents. Achieving goals based on intrinsic motivation, it just feels really meaningful. You're operating in your purpose, and there's nothing like it. If you're interested in figuring out what you're intrinsically motivated to do, I suggest asking yourself these questions. What do you enjoy doing? How do you spend your free time? What kind of work would you do for free? Now, I know that no one dreams of labor, (laughs) but seriously, think about what you care about. When you truly care about the work you're doing because it comes from within, it feels magical. You light up and you really come alive. Other people will notice it too. The next thing I did to get a healthier relationship with achievement, number two, is that I accepted that I value achievement. If you've listened to the episode on redefining success, I talked about my change in values and figuring out how to pursue a life that is in alignment with my values. I have to admit, I missed a big one, and that's achievement. That little girl who cried when she colored outside of the lines isn't going anywhere, and I enjoy setting goals and accomplishing them. When I was on my journey of separating my self-worth from my achievements, I did a bit of overcorrecting. I tried to pretend like achieving great things didn't matter to me, like setbacks didn't bother me. I tried to play down my accolades. I didn't want to come off as elitist and have people think that I attached my self-worth to my accomplishments like I did in the past. I was the new and improved Ashley. I've done the inner work. None of this defines me, XYZ. <laughs> I tried to come off a bit apathetic, but what I realize is that who I am as a human values achievement. And I just had to be honest with myself. My Aunt Allison always says, kids come here as they are, the way God made them. And let me tell y'all, God made me intense. (laughs) Over the years, my intensity has waned and I've embraced a growth mindset. But I realize there's nothing wrong with the desire to achieve, especially if you aim to have a positive impact on the world. I also realize that although my degrees do not define me, I can be proud of them. They've provided me with opportunities to learn, grow, and just gain knowledge and expertise, which allows me to add value to the world. The fact that I created a whole podcast highlighting the human stories behind success is pretty telling. (laughs) Achievement matters to me, and that's okay. If you want to have a healthier relationship with achievement, I suggest figuring out where it falls in your value system. So how much do you care about it? why do you care is it external factors intrinsic motivation perhaps it's a little bit of both figure out how much it matters to you accept it and then live your life accordingly because if you're anything like being you're trying to separate who you are from your work which is certainly something i think that we're always trying to do simone stalls who came on the podcast earlier this year he had a great take on this but in the process of doing that work Sometimes we're not honest with ourselves and then there's a dissonance that comes up for us because we are pretending like we don't care, but then we're frustrated because we do care about our work and making sure that we achieve our goals. So I just believe figuring out where achievement falls on your values list and becoming aware of it is extremely helpful. Alright, number three. So once I accepted that I value achievement, I care about it, and I will always have goals that I'll want to achieve, I stop setting unrealistic timelines for accomplishing my goals. Now, we've talked about this before, but no one is an overnight success. Every guest story serves as a gentle reminder that the journey to success takes time. I used to get really frustrated when things didn't work out according to my timeline. But one of my favorite people, Kristen Turner, who came on the podcast last year, she shared something really interesting in the interview that stuck with me, and it's something that her mentor shared with her, and that's that timelines are fake. We make them up. We often don't have control over them. When I find myself in this position, I do a few things. First, I focus on what I can control. As long as I am continuing to put in the work to achieve my goals, then I'm good. I can only control my actions and my effort. I cannot predict or control timelines. Then, I manage my expectations by trying not to set unrealistic timelines in the first place. Most things take longer than we think, even the smallest tasks. So when I draft my daily to-do list, as an example, I try to spread out my task across the week and think about realistically, what can I do in one day? And then I stick to the plan. I also think about some of my biggest accomplishments. It took me years to get there. It took years of training before I began running on Stanford's track team. Or I think about my legal career. I've wanted to be a lawyer since I was 10. I became a lawyer at 28. That's 18 years, friends. (laughs) Now, I hope it doesn't take me 18 years to accomplish my next big goal, but I hope you get the point. I take it step by step and day by day, and I know I'll get there. So if you find yourself constantly disappointed because you aren't accomplishing your goals in the timeline you anticipated, please understand that this is normal. Your timeline was probably unrealistic. And even if your timeline wasn't arguably unrealistic because you've seen many of your peers already do what you aim to do, remember that timelines are fake. Everyone's timeline is different. You can honor the disappointment because you are human, but my hope for you is that the disappointment is rare and fleeting. Instead, I hope you take time to focus on the wins as you work towards accomplishing your goals, which brings me to number four. I started celebrating all of the little wins. If you're a bit of a dreamer like me, then you probably have some big goals. Those big goals can sometimes make you forget about all of the little wins. In the past, I didn't think certain things were worth celebrating. I had so much to accomplish, I felt like I was just getting started. Let's use this podcast as an example. My past self would not take the time to celebrate anything outside of my ultimate goal which in this case is hitting my download target so I can continue to do the work I love and financially sustain the business. Because I started this podcast with a healthy relationship with achievement, I knew that the little wins would lead up to the big wins. I knew that simply starting the podcast and being consistent in my efforts was a win in itself. I knew that inspiring one person during their journey was worth it. Listen, I knew that inspiring myself <laughs> was worth it. I need this just as much as you guys do. And I knew that this journey would be a lot more fun and just bring me more joy if I celebrated the little wins. So I'll admit that there are hard days, but celebrating these little wins helps you get through the hard days. Wherever you are in your life, I encourage you to celebrate the little wins If you're in the building phase of your business or corporate career and you haven't reached those big goals yet, celebrate the fact that you're putting in the work and doing your best. If you've been consistent in your health journey, celebrate. If you're a parent and you're just keeping your child alive or your children alive, celebrate that. Seriously, I have a number of friends who have babies and toddlers and when I'm around them, I am always pulling something out of this child's hand so that they don't put it in their mouth or taking it out of their mouth. So if you were just your children alive i applaud you (laughs) if you're focusing on your self-development right now celebrate it life can be tough the journey is not easy remember to be proud of yourself and just celebrate anything and everything you want the little wins add up and the final tip number five i learned how to become more present so as an achiever Enneagram 3, I am very future oriented. So if you are into the Enneagram, then you might know about the Achiever or rather the Enchanter. I'm Enneagram 3 with a wing 2. That is me to a T. I'm always thinking about my next move, but I'm not sure that's the best way to live. The here and the now is all that's guaranteed, and I just think becoming aware of my default orientation to time was just very helpful. I always knew that I was thinking about my goals and how to achieve them, but I hadn't assigned the language to this practice until I did my Enneagram test. So I know I always talk about Myers-Briggs, but I think you guys need to do the Enneagram as well. And just knowing that I was future-oriented was helpful. I realized that I must be intentional in my practice to become more present. And I remember hearing about the importance of presence through my life, you know, live in the moment, tomorrow's not promised, be present. In fact, my mom would wake me up every morning and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it with like a lot of energy. This woman had a lot of energy in the morning. (laughs) And she told me not to worry about tomorrow and quote another scripture that's escaping me. But essentially, she was telling me to be present, be grateful for the day, take it in. And there's science-based research noting that being present has a positive impact on our well-being, happiness, and relationships. So I tried different things like a yoga practice and a gratitude practice, and they were helpful, especially the gratitude practice. But I also noticed that I've experienced a deeper level of presence as I've gotten older. Perhaps it's something that just comes with age, you experience more life events, you begin to understand what truly matters. For some, including me, it's the loss of a loved one. For others, it's experiencing an illness or injury. For many, it's becoming a parent. For others, it's leaving a tough and toxic relationship or work environment, or even losing a job you loved those life events that give you the opportunity to slow down and reconnect with the things that matter to you most. So if you're in one of these transition periods right now, understand that this is actually a great time to lean into a presence practice, a gratitude practice, figure out what makes sense for you. And for everyone else, if you're just In the day-to-day hustle, you know, despite these life experiences and the intellectual understanding that being present is important, many of us still get caught up in the day-to-day hustle of life. So we have to continuously work on presence. And once I started to work on being more present, I realized that it helped me develop a healthier relationship with achievement. Reducing the amount of time I think about the future and achieving my goals allows me to enjoy life more. It gives me the energy and motivation to actually achieve my goals. So if you're struggling with being present, there are a number of different strategies you can try. I'm going to include some helpful articles on the show notes. Some of the things that come to mind are journaling, The gratitude practice, mindfulness, meditation, a daily walk. One of my good friends, she loves to go to Starbucks and then do a nice little walk around the neighborhood every day and then FaceTime me. Not sure if that's part of presence, but part of it is presence. breathing exercises, and even savoring your meals. I'm actually a champion at the last one. I've been a slow eater my entire life, since high school probably, and I love to savor each bite and just connect with friends and family over a good meal. So I suggest you try different approaches and see what sticks. So my hope for you is that you take the rest of the summer to soak up all of the sweet moments and remain present as you navigate your journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of No Straight Path, the highs, the lows, and the lessons learned. Remember to share the podcast with friends and family. And my hope is that these stories help you navigate your No Straight Path journey. If this content is adding value to your life, and I hope it is, please take a few minutes out of your day to rate the show and write a review. You can click the link in the show notes to write a review. It helps other listeners find the show, and I just really appreciate it. Have a lovely week, embrace the journey, and remember... You're not alone.